your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 280 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of Ottawa, Ontario, the nation's capital, alongside Brandon Pillar up in Collingwood. Today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for free on the iOS store and join us tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. for an interactive conversation on all things surrounding the Ottawa Senators. Locker Room, changing the way that we talk sports. Well, the Ottawa Senators at 12, 20, and 4, they have points in six straight games, but they're going to have to wait until Tuesday to continue that stretch. The Montreal Canadiens, due to COVID protocols, had three games postponed, including what was meant to be a matchup against Ottawa tomorrow night. So in that break, we're going to focus on the unofficial and official farm teams of the Ottawa Senators. B stands 2-1 victory over the Stockton Heat. They're back in action against the same opponent today. So we'll recap last night's game discuss what we could see today two players who played amazing last night won't be in the lineup we'll tell you who they are and where they will play next plus the nodak sends a complete beatdown of american international no upset here although call caulfield's team is already hitting the link so nodak is moving on and they will play another senator's prospect in the elite eight that game goes tonight at 7 30 we believe on tsn if you're not following the Nodak Sends, you know this is the number one place to get caught up. We have all that. Plus, we reveal the identity of one everyday Sends. The must-follow account on the Sends interwebs is Brennan Parks, and he joins us as our Send Central citizen. This is the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. Today is Saturday, March 27th in Pilsy. The roster shuffle continues with basically being told that the franchise is too good for the American Hockey League. And the numbers don't lie. I mean, five assists in just a handful of games down on Belleville. Watch any clips of him in Belleville. He's clearly too good for that league. And now with Christian Milan and out of the picture, there's a spot there that can be his for the taking. I'm sure he can beat out Braden Coburn or Eric Branson. So I think overall this is good news because maybe that's just what everybody needed, Ross. The Sens needed Branson to go down there to show them, look, I'm too good to be down in Belleville. Like, what's the point of having me here? I'm just going to light it up. And... Also, Branstrom needed that to get his confidence back, to be like, yeah, I can do this. I can be an elite puck-moving defenseman. So I think it worked out great. Hopefully, he's up to stay for good now. But also, more roster moves. Alex Formanton, who's been looking great in Ottawa, comes back down to Belleville. I mean, the Sens don't play till Tuesday because of the postponement in Montreal. So that's fine. And the Belleville Centre is getting more reinforcements. Here we go. Yeah, they need the help at forward much more than defense, right? They can still ice a full complement, a full six or somewhat, sometimes seven, whether or not. But we saw um, in their previous game against the Marlies last week, only dressing nine forwards. They had a full team yesterday, two power play goals, both assisted by Eric Branstrom, and they're right back in action. However, 
when you only let in one goal, you have to look in the crease, especially when you're listening to a goalie-friendly show. What did you see from Marcus Hogberg that you were like, okay, let's do this thing? It might be a, a short conditioning stint. Yeah, I think it will be a short conditioning stint, Ross. And especially sometimes with the AHL, the shots on goal can be a little wonky. Sometimes you get a lot of shots. Sometimes you get in the low 20s. Marcus Hogberg got a healthy 31 shots against with 30 saves, only allowing the one goal. Belleville Senators penalty killing unit. Once again, Ross, a clean sheet for them. 0 for 4 for the Stockton Heat on the power play. So I think that's four straight games and there are now 24 straight penalties they've killed. And who's your best penalty killer? It's always the goaltender. So Marcus Hogberg gets a nice good start in Belleville. I think it's probably likely we see him back up in Ottawa for the stretch up against Montreal coming this week. There were no scoring in the first or second period. And then it was one of those momentum goals we always talk about in the first two minutes of the third. Stockton opened the scoring. So great on Belleville to stick with it. A beautiful passing play between Branstrom, Abramov getting it uh, on net, and then Logan Shaw putting the rebound home. Great effort. And then with under three minutes remaining, Vitaly Abramov puts it away. Assists. To like, look at this. It's a 22 year old that scores, assisted by a 21 year old and a 20 year old on the game winner, with Igor Sokolov getting on the score sheet as well. But what can you say about Vitaly Abramov? This is a guy who had a slow start, gets called up to the taxi squad, I guess gets one or two practices with the big boys, and now he comes down, he's looking sharp. Yeah, I was just going to say, it seems like he hasn't played in a while and now he's making a name for himself again. And he was uh, he was a little farther down on the lineup than I thought. I thought he would get uh, top line minutes with Formington gone, but he was on that second line. I'd love that third line too. You mentioned Sokolov. Sokolov with Reinhardt and Kastelich is just so good. And the decor looked much more um, complete with Branstrom down there. It's going to be tough for that decor to pull it all together without him there. They're going to rely a lot on Lassie Thompson and Cody Golubov. But, you know, I think with Belva, with the season they're having, like, you just try to help the young kids. So Sokolov's doing good. Abramov's doing good. That's really all you need. Lassie Thompson seems to be coming around. So from that standpoint, the Belleville centers are, are rolling along a little nicely, especially Ross on the road. Yeah, they're playing eight straight on the road after today's afternoon tilt against the Stockton Heat. They stop in Toronto, then four games in Manitoba, and then three games in Stockton. This Stockton team, not very good, though. So you want to play them more, uh, the more the merrier, really. So Belleville starting to get their legs now. They've got uh, two wins in the last three games, or three wins in their last four games, I should say. And Kevin Mandelese will get the start in goal again. So you mentioned Marcus Hogberg, 30 saves. And with the team going out west afterwards, I'd be surprised if Hogberg is not called up following this game. Eric Branstrom to the taxi squad. We discussed that. Also, Jack Kopaka up. I believe that's just to take the spot to allow Alex Formanton the opportunity to get a couple extra games in in Belleville. You got to think that's not performance related for Alex Formanton. Do you expect him to be in the Ottawa lineup on Tuesday? Absolutely. Yeah. As soon as possible. Like he fit perfectly into Austin Watson's spot, even bringing a whole different element to his game while also killing penalties. So I'd be shocked if Alex Formantin, after this little stretch, sees a Belleville uniform, honestly, ever again. Like really, right, Ross? Like at this point, Austin Watson out long term, trade deadline coming up, you're probably going to move some players, especially if the Zingle ends up getting moved. 
that's Formington's spot for the taking, and he's looked good, and I think he's deserved that ice time, especially when you're a guy that DJ Smith can use on the special team unit. You're not just a young guy that he has to shelter, and you can only get five, six, seven, eight minutes. 16 days until the NHL t- trade deadline, and we thought there'd be more action around this time with the 14-day quarantine, although Eric Stahl did just get traded to Montreal, but news out of the Canadian government that the quarantine will now be reduced to only seven days. Now, you might think that's not that big of news for the trade deadline when it comes to your Ottawa Senators, but they have some prospects who may join the organization. Could this just be an extra boost to convince Shane Pinto, JBD, that, hey, you're going to get more games here. Let's sign you right off the bat and get you into some games. I hope that's what happens. Like there's, there's no reason not to get that going as soon as possible. Right. We discussed uh, earlier. And even if they would have had to do a 14 day quarantine following a trip to the national championship, they would still have 13 AHL games and about seven NHL games. So if they can extend that to double digits, you have to be ecstatic as an Ottawa Senators fan. We'll get into the North Dakota game right after we get to our send central citizen. But first, BetOnline.ag, the one place that has you covered, the one place that we trust on our Locked On Podcast Network. The reason why we have such a great relationship is because BetOnline wants to take care of you. Yes, you, a listener of the Locked On Senators podcast. Here's how you're good for your 50% welcome bonus. You sign up today by going to BetOnline.ag and make your free account. When you do, on your first deposit, put in the promo code LOCKEDON. That way, 50% of what you deposit will be added to your account. You put in $200, bingo, bango, bongo. That's $100 free play for you. And if you put in $100, that is $50 that you can wager and turn into real money. When I say free play money, that means that you have to wager it to win it. And how could you do that? Well, people need to point you in the right direction. And that's where Pilsy's Parlay of the Day comes in. Pilsy's parlay of the day hit last night, Ross. So that's a nice little casual win. Just casual, not a big deal, like you said. So I'm not going to try to get too fancy here. You guys know me. I like the simple meat and potato type of hockey players, dump and chase. Sometimes you can't get too complicated. So we're going to stick with nice, easy wins. Boston Bruins up against the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, I don't even have to mention this. You know that's going to be a free spot on the bingo card. But now that they've traded Eric Stahl, I think it's going to be even easier to beat up on the Sabres. So we're going to take the Bruins puck line here, which is still a minus 140 for a puck line. But that's better than their minus 360 odds for the money line. Yikes, Buffalo. Then you got to go to Tampa Bay. They're up against Carolina Hurricanes, so not an easy opponent. But I like these odds. Their money line is set at minus 118, so not too bad. Combine the two of those, put 10 bucks in, you're going to win 2167. So that's Pilsy's parlay of the day. Tampa Bay money line, Boston Bruins puck line. Let's go. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action and don't forget to use the promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. It's Bet Online, your online sportsbook expert. Pilsy, fun conversation with Brennan Parks, our Send Central citizen this week. We uh, revealed the cloak of invisibility behind the genius that is Everyday Sense. Yeah, and it's like people like this that are so good at graphic design just amaze me. Like this guy, he did, yeah, self-taught and just 
does does it for fun like he just loves doing it and does an amazing job like i feel like if i was someone doing for fun i would be like a little sloppy like maybe not care if like one of the corners wasn't perfectly done but his stuff is pristine and clean all the time well he's trying to turn his passion to a profession and he's got his website everydaysends.com we would love you all to go get a membership to it very reasonable and this, uh, it's a clean outlook. Well, if you see his graphics, no doubt he's going to design the website the same way. So without further ado, here he is, our Send Central citizen, Brennan Parks. All right, we're now very pleased to welcome this week's Send Central citizen. It's Brennan Parks. You might not recognize that name, but you sure do with his work. It's Everyday Sends on Twitter, Everyday Sends V2 on Instagram. Brennan, welcome to Locked On Senators. How are you doing today, man? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. It's good to finally get to meet you guys on a more personal level. Yeah, 100%. Well, we've seen you through your work, whether it's the graphics or your website now, and definitely go get a subscription to that. The, the depth, the in-depth analysis and everything. We love the, the uh, recaps of your games too on Twitter. What has been the inspiration to really dive in headfirst to the content game, we'll call it? Yeah, you know, I think it's just, it's the passion for the team. You know, I've loved the team since since I was young, and uh, and creating contents, it's it's what I like doing. You know, I spend most of my time doing it, and it's uh, someone call that stupid, but I think you know you, you should do things you enjoy, and that's what I enjoy. So it's it's my main hobby, and you know, I think the website's taking that to the next level too for me. So how did you get into this? Because uh, I am absolutely god awful at making brackets. The best you could get out of me is maybe something off Microsoft Paint, uh, something very simple, a couple stick people. So did you like uh, go to school for graphic design or anything like that? Or what's your story there? No, it's completely self-taught. So I started the page back in 2017 on Instagram. I was at a cottage and I was like bored out of my mind. So I was like, you know, what? I'll make a page. Why not? Um, did it just a small little hobby on the side and then eventually after like two years i got into getting photoshop on my computer and uh, i basically just watched tutorials practiced you know spent countless hours doing different stuff like if you if i had the old accounts on instagram still you could look at some of the old graphics they were awful so <laughs> everybody started somewhere but uh, the more you do it like with anything the better you get so it's kind of just been a work in progress. Nice. Well, you mentioned the root of it all is being a fan of the Ottawa Senators. What's your origin story there? How did you initially find them and know that you were hooked? Yeah, well, I was born in Ottawa, so just a hometown team. My family has always been huge into the Sens too. And, uh, and I'm a bit younger than a lot of the people on Twitter. I'm only 19, so I'm not like too, too familiar with the, the original 1992 team or anything. I didn't ever get to see them. I was born in 2001, but like I grew up watching Alfredson and Heatley and Spezza and, you know, the line that everybody loves. And, and, you know, I've, I've always loved the team, just hometown boy. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, I always love the hometown people. Cause it's yeah. uh, it's a special vibe, but Ross is from Ottawa. So he gets that for sure. There now you rounded off a couple of the elite sense players when you were watching them, but who's like a lesser known guy that you really attached yourself to in the early days. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think Martin Havlat. Absolutely love Martin Havla. I know he's not too lesser known, but uh, just growing up, I mean, my memories are a little foggy back in the day, but I think Havla, he was, he was sort of an inspiration growing up. And then more recently, Kyle Turris, you know, my favorite player of all time, Kyle Turris. I just like modeled my game in hockey after him, and he, he was such a role model off the ice too. So 
got to meet him at Sens Camp one time and super nice dude. But yeah, I think Havlat and Turris, two guys really like. That's awesome. Do you see any tourists in Josh Norris's game? I saw that pop up somewhere recently. Yeah, Trevor, Trevor Shackles treated that. Good oh, comparable. That comparison. Yeah. Perfect comparison. I didn't even think of it. But yeah, they're both like super similar. Norris is a bit better defensively so far, but super close to like comparison. Really good job there. Nice. So yeah, Shackle's been a Central citizen as well, Brendan. So that's how you became an Ottawa Senators fan. What point were you hooked? Was there a certain year? Was it, you mentioned if you were born in 01, like you're probably six or seven when they made that run to the Stanley Cup finals. Was it that or maybe even a little bit later? Yeah. Um, like my memories of the, the final are a little foggy. I remember, you know, watching, I think they lost the one game that I can remember watching and they got spanked or something. So that was good. But I don't know that there was a certain point. I think just overall, like, I, I just loved them from day one, honestly. Like, I was just raised into it, sort of. Uh, and and as they, you know, they've been a consistent playoff team, too. So it's been easy to stick with them when you're young and stuff. Because, you know, a lot of people bandwagon. We've got a lot of Penguins fans around me and stuff. But uh, but sticking with uh, with Ottawa and them being consistent in the playoffs, it's, it's easy to stick with them, I think. Yeah, and, and that was the beauty. Like, uh, a lot of people, when I was a Sens fan when I was younger, like, oh, why aren't you a Leafs fan? I was like, the Leafs haven't been in the playoffs in, like, my entire lifetime. Like, why would I be a Leafs yeah, they've fan? they've been awful. They've been terrible. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's a big reason why I went with the Sens, dude. Now, since you're a younger generation of the Sens fans, you didn't really experience the first go-around of the 2D jerseys. How stoked were you, especially a graphic design guy? You get to work with sweet jerseys now when the new 2D logo came out no i was i was beyond excited like they are so clean they're my favorite jerseys in the league they have to be and you know i've always loved just looking back because like you said i didn't really get to see those original jerseys live but oh my goodness when i saw this it was like they're doing it right they're doing it right so fun to design with too like oh it's awesome i love it and the team's starting to play better as well coming through the second half of the year points in six straight games and now a bit of a pause uh, going into what's going to be a final stretch. If you were DJ Smith heading into this final stretch, what would be a couple lineup changes that you would make to put your stamp if you're a coach for a day? Yeah, you know what? I am going to bring Eric Brenstrom back up. I will stay adamant on this point. Uh, he's dominant in Belleville. I think he's too good for that league. He's so good. Last night, oh my goodness, the pass he made to Vitaly Bramov, like, He's ready. Listen, I know he's, his gap control, his defensive play struggles in the NHL a little bit, but that's not his game. He's an undersized offensive defenseman, 21 years old. Let him develop. You know, give him the time, give him the chance, let him play. I think he's ready to go. With him, before you, before you have another one, I know you do, but when you bring him back up, would you risk breaking up the chemistry that Mike Riley has with Artem Zub? Because it seems to me like whoever plays with Zub gets stabilized. Could that be a perfect partner for Branstrom? I mean, yeah, I think, I think honestly, Riley is good enough to play on his own. I think he's been fantastic lately. I think you give Brandstrom what he needs. I think his development's important. I mean, you could, yeah, I'd, I'd put him with Zub and then get Riley on the bottom pairing or, yeah, don't put Brandstrom with Branson, whatever you do. I just, I can't deal with that anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. I think, I think Brandstrom's a good partner for Zub and Riley can handle his own weight. Yeah, I, I think so too. Like Riley's a competent guy as long as you don't play him too much. Now, I think you had another uh, point you were going to say, not just one for uh, Coach DJ Smith over here. What else would he do to the lineup? Yeah, well, you know, I think I like I like the forward group, but uh, I'm putting Will Lanham back in too if I can. And now you can't put Will Lanham and Brandstrom in, I guess, but I'm putting one of those guys in because like Coburn should not be in the lineup. You can, <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to fight me on that. 
he's he's just you know eight minutes a night struggling you know well Lannon uh that, that's a whole debate I can get into like there's so split on Twitter about this but I love Will Lannon you know what he's 26 he's played 58 games let him play you know get him in there let him play let him develop if it doesn't work out it doesn't work out but we moved on from so many guys before like we've actually seen them like well Lannon's played something like 18 games in the last two seasons because of injury it's like how can you just move on from that you know like yeah. I, I think you let him play it sounds like the COVID situation happened at the worst time for him as well. Coming back, I think he played a few games, but not enough before that. And then a 310-day pause. And uh, he, you do want to see in a larger sample size. The thing is, like, when he does get in, he's playing eight minutes. He's walking on eggshells out there. And he feels like, oh, this is my one shift this period or, or half a period. And that's just not enough to make your mark on a game. But I know whether uh, whatever he was doing last night, he was probably checking in like you were with the Nodak sense. What can you tell us about what you saw last night in their uh, round of 16 matchup? Oh, I'm so excited about them. Like, it, it's crazy that we've got four prospects on that team at all, but they're four good prospects. Like, like Clevin a little bit further down the list, but even he is, like, I know you guys love him. He is, like, a solid prospect, too. I don't care what people say. Um, <laughs> but Pinto, man, like, you notice him on every shift. How about that hit last shift. night? Yeah, oh, my goodness. He came, oh. Like you got all this talent, and you're also throwing the body around. I mean, that's what you like to see. He plays with an edge. That does, that doesn't get talked about, but he plays with an edge, man. And he was like, pointing he at the scoreboard at the end of the game to yeah, the other guy. Yeah. He was going out with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that guy was the the one that boarded one of their players. I think it was Gabe earlier in the game. Completely yep. rocked him from behind, no penalty. So Pinto's getting in his face a bit, you know, throwing the body around, giving some some trash for nothing. Like, why not, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Sanderson and JVD, too, you can't say enough about them. Just, like, they are the future. Uh, I think Sanderson's going to give Shabbat a run for his money. I, I Super high on Sanderson uh, for that top pairing. And uh, JVD is the perfect partner for either of them, really. I mean, he's so steady, so steady. From what and, you've seen at the college level, like, just with the way JVD plays, is he a guy who maybe skips Belleville altogether and can step right into an NHL role? I think so, yeah. I think there's going to be a lot of turnover on that D next year, and I think JBD will find himself in there right away. Like, it'll depend on camp, obviously, and the COVID situation and everything, but I think he's ready. Like, he's played, what, three years at college now? I think he's he's ready for the NHL. All right, Brendan, really appreciate you being a Central citizen. I'm going to get you out on this one because we know this season was more of a, okay, let's take a step forward, but no real expectations. What should the expectations be going into next year hopefully in a full 82-game season. Yeah, I think I think being a bubble team, straight up, I've stayed on that point. Um, you know, we've been in the basement for four years now, and I think at a certain point you have to say, like, there are expectations, you know, whether you're a young team or not. you got to improve. you got to show the fans that there's something. Because if we're bottom five again next year, like, then you start to question the rebuild. And I know it'll happen if we're in the basement again. People are going to start to say, like, what do we need? Because if you're not improving, you know, you've got, I think, Kitschak, Batherson, I think Shabbat, too. Like, they're all going to take big steps forward, and you're going to bring in JBD. You're going to bring in a lot of those young guys. Formanson's going to be full-time. Going to get rid of some of these vets that have struggled this year, which you've already seen has made a big difference since the first 10 games, changing the lineup up, getting rid of, you know, Pacquiao, Galchenyuk, whoever. And uh, I think next year the expectation should be being a bubble team, you know, being, like, just out of the bottom 10 would be, would be what I hope for. I think that'd be perfect. Yeah, I think that's where most people are. So now I'm going to switch up my final question for you. If not, if you were DJ Smith, but if you're Pierre Dorian, what do you do in the off season to make your team, like you said, a bubble team and at least pushing for playoffs? 
Yeah, um, for Pierre Dorian, honestly, I don't know that he needs to go too crazy this offseason. I think we've got a lot of the parts in place. Um, I think next season's coaching decisions are going to be the big thing. Just, like, who's going to make the roster? I think Dorian could go out and he could acquire, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing, I've seen a lot of people talk about, like, a trade because we've got so many prospects, a trade to bring in, like, a proven young player. Nobody comes to mind off the top of my head. Like, But I think he could do that. I'd be fine with that. Um, but I don't think he needs to do too much. You know, I think if you've got the parts, stick with what you've got. Get the good coaching decisions going next year. Bring JBD and Formington. Uh, you know, I'm going to stay with it. Bring Zingle back. Uh, I'll say that. I know people just, oh. They go at it with me all day on that point. But, man, I love the Zingle. He's got to come back. I'm taking him over Dadenov. You could trade Dadenov. But, uh, but, no, I think we've got the parts in place. And, so uh, it's, it's almost a less is more situation then, eh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, and, and the Zingle, he's going to make less money. You could sign him for two, three years at, like, $3 million less than Dadenov. Like, it, it's, it's a situation where the contract, Dadenov's contract makes it hard. But – Dzingle, like he he wants to be here too, right? Like that's a big thing. He wants to be here, and uh, he's been great so far. So I do hope they find a way to bring him back, but I'm not sure they will. Uh, something to keep our eye on. But as you mentioned, less is more. It seems like that way for your graphics as well. Like they're so perfect. How you really see what the star of each one is. So it's a complete must follow on Instagram, Twitter. So on Instagram, it's everyday.sends.v2 on Twitter. Everyday Sends, and he has launched the EverydaySends.com website. Make sure you go hit up a membership and join the community there. Brendan, really appreciate you being a Send Central citizen. Always look forward to interacting with you on Twitter, and we'll be sure to do this again down the road. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for having me on. I look forward to it. Stick taps to Brendan for joining us at Everyday Sends. And man, he works hard. Says he spends hours on those graphics and Man, when you're working hard, you're, you get hungry. There's no question about that. So why not reach for a Bilt Bar? Bilt Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Comes in 16 amazing flavors. You'll never get tired of same old, same old. Eight are chocolate nut free. Eight are chocolate nut. But guess what? All Bilt Bars are 100% covered in real chocolate. They're our favorite sponsor at Locked On Podcast Network. They send us these unbelievable trial packages and i cannot love them anymore they're soft and easy to chew built bars are great for the health conscious guy or girl because you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat bars are low in calorie low in sugar but they're high in protein and they're high in fiber so many to choose from pilsy narrow us down with your pick of the week well last week i gave you guys a new product a new flavor line that built bar is doing the white chocolate flavors raspberry cheesecake is one of the flavors if you haven't tried that out go try that for sure but i'm going to use that to transition to an older flavor of built bar and that's raspberry built bar maybe you don't like cheesecake maybe you don't like white chocolate stick with the classic then 100 guaranteed chocolate covering the built bar and then a nice raspberry filling inside the fruit and chocolate flavors complement each other like a smooth puck moving defenseman and a mean shot blocking hard-nosed guy so only 130 calories 17 grams of protein only four grams of sugar try it today raspberry built bar go to builtbar.com to see all the amazing flavors it's built bar the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar builtbar.com use the promo code Locked 15, locked 15 to get 15% off your next order of built bars.
Make sure you're subscribed to the Locked On Senators podcast on every single one of your devices. You can follow us on social media as well, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram and on Twitter at Sens Central. That's where we follow up to the breaking news. And funny enough, we previewed both the Nodak Sens and American International Games, but we also previewed the University of Minnesota Duluth was taking on Michigan. Sonk, no chance. Unfortunately, COVID has had a say in much of what the world's gone through over the last year plus, but heartbreak for the Michigan kids. They, the video of them packing their bus, knowing that the run was over before it even started, was gut-wrenching for sure. But Minnesota Duluth just automatically moved on. I thought that was kind of strange. You'd think they'd reseed so that the number one seed gets the night off. However, Nodak got their feet under them. JBD made his first appearance in the last three games. They win 5 to one, it was a complete beatdown. What stood out most from you from that victory? Well, I talked last episode about it when you're a number one seed up against a 16 seed that has been known to cause upsets. What you need to do is score that first goal, get off to the lead, and then you can control the pace of the game. That's exactly what UND did. And you know some Nodak Sens were involved in that. JBD and Jake Sanderson getting the assist on Jasper Weatherby's goal in the first period. They got off to a one nothing lead, and uh, it snowballed after that, Aros. Yeah, it was only two and a half minutes later that Jasper Weatherby had his second of the game. And it's too bad Ottawa couldn't pry him out of San Jose with all the trades they do back and forth. However, all three Nodak Sens defensemen had assists in the first 14 minutes. Tyler Clevin was a game-high plus three. The only plus three on the entire team. He also showed his muscle at the end of the game and a scrum. He's like, nah, I'll take on two of you guys. And when one, one of them shook off and paired with him, he just bear-hugged him. He's like, nah, we're going to the ground. Like, I'm way bigger than you. I'm way stronger than you. And I'm a Nodak sense, so I've got that extra cockiness uh, to go along with it. So, Nodak was up 4-0 in the first period. They cruised to this 5-1 victory. However, some Nodak sends notes. I already mentioned Clevin leading the game in plus-minus. Well, nobody had more shot blocks than Jake Sanderson's five. He was a complete beast at both ends of the ice. His skating is remarkable. It truly is. So an assist, three shots, and five blocks for Sanderson. JBD was a plus-two with an assist. And Shane Pinto hit three posts, Billsy. So he's the one guy who doesn't get on the score sheet, but he was a complete animal for checking, back checking. There was a greasy hit earlier in the game. Reese Gaber got clocked from behind. And the guy who hit him at the end of the game was jawing with Pinto. And he points up at the scoreboard and says, uh, hey, have a good summer. Yeah, I mean, not much more needed there. If like, what are you gonna say if you're that guy to UND? They're the most prestigious program in the comp in the country. They just be five one like maybe maybe just save your chirps for later buddy yeah no doubt so nodak advances to play minnesota duluth tonight at 7 30 which means not only the four nodak sends but we also get to see luke lowheit in action his first game of the tournament omaha also begins their regionals today so johnny tyconic will be following along with him as well but all eyes are on the number one seed so it's going to be great to see and it was awesome to see the TSN picked up the feed last night. And the woman on the call for both Nodak games, so she'll be after tonight's game as well, is Leah Hextall. I thought she did a fantastic job. Yes, Alex Heiner, we miss you. 
you're an absolute beauty friend of the show, but Leah Hextall did a fantastic job. If that Hextall name sounds familiar, her grandfather, Brian Hextall, was a Hockey Hall of Famer in 1969, and her cousin, none other than Ron Hextall, the first goalie to ever score a goal. So Leah Hextall will join us on Monday's show, break down what she saw from the Nodak Sens and just the vibe because there were fans in the arena. I want to know what was that like, Pilsy? It's been so long, but really looking forward to talking to Leah. Yeah, for sure. And it's so it's so nice to meet uh, all these different people connected with UND, right? Like it's a whole new community. So to have a chance to chat with her, someone from a good hockey family, I'm sure she'll have uh, a couple good stories, that's for sure. And hey, updates on uh, UND. You know we love the hashtag NodeXNs here on the Locked On Senator podcast. 100%. So stay tuned for that on Monday. Join us tomorrow for our locker room at 10 a.m. We'll tweet out a link at Send Central. Thank you for listening. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.